0: Hi I'm Beth and I'm Raby and this is horrific history and haunting and we have a guest
1: I'm Mark Aaron I am a
2: actor and a recording artist he's also our cousin can we say that it I can cu-
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: we are happy to have you really it's been forever since we talked to you
1: I know it's great to be here today I'm uh good to catch up life gets pretty crazy it does especially the last
2: few years yeah Beth, what are we talking about today exactly?
0: We are talking about haunted tunnels and bridges.
2: Okay. Oh, I do love
1: that topic.
2: Yeah. I've never been to that one that's nearby.
1: Well, then we'll have to drag you along next time. You all went to it? Yeah. Yeah. I, if we're talking about... When, yeah, then Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. I had no idea. I, didn't, I, go on. I was going to say, Beth and I, years ago, when... I went, what was that? Was that 2011? Maybe 2012?
0: Probably in that time, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's been kind of a decade. I definitely remember going there a few times in high school.
0: Yeah. I went with a few friends after without you, and a car tried to run us over.
1: Oh. That does not surprise me.
2: <laughs> I think I did hear that, but I couldn't even remember what it was called. The only tunnel I remember is the like natural tunnel.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that one's creepy like the Sensible Tunnel, though.
2: No. The creepiest thing about it is the ski lift type thing you get to it with. And that's if you're afraid of high spaces in the dark
1: yeah i kind of don't like high spaces but i can tolerate them i don't handle them well at all after i almost walked off
2: fire tower that time i just didn't know it was a cliff there i'd never been there before i just kept walking and then i found
1: myself on a cliff on halloween night good lord that could have been tragic fun fact if you google fire towers uh in your area it'll link up with the google maps and it'll map out all the locations of fire towers around you I
2: did not know that. I just kind of zoom in on Google Maps to our local one. Someone's marked it as a hiking location, and so now we get more foot traffic through there.
1: Yeah, I found it uh, at the start of the summer. I started going to old abandoned fire towers to climb, and uh, yeah, Google Maps just synced all of the locations up. I've seen YouTube videos of people
2: going to national park fire towers, the few that's still left, the one that's still manned, and all that stuff. And I didn't know. I figured Google would eventually start marking them as destinations oh yeah there's a whole pattern of them it's pretty crazy there was a time when we thought that was important to stop fires near the sequoias and they stopped yeah. growing as well for so long because we we shouldn't have stopped the fires near all the sequoias how I many fire are essentially uh, burns the soil and it helps uh, regrowth for a lot of the wildlife out there yes so it's very useful especially in certain areas like that and of course for us it's horrible Anyway, we have digressed quite a lot, I think. We have started talking yeah. about... <laughs> from tunnels <laughs> to fire towers. <laughs> but usually
1: you can find them in the same areas, I guess. But most of the time, both are abandoned or they have that empty filling. So, I mean... And if you're... That's it, a good sidebar. Yeah. And if for some reason
2: you're walking through one, it certainly isn't a road at the moment. Yeah, no. Not like you, you just
1: hope you make it to the other side.
2: Yeah. It's like a railroad bridge. You don't want to be on one of those.
1: Exactly. But what's the name of this one, Beth? Again?
0: Sensiball Tunnel, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah,
1: so it's it's named after Edward Sensiball. Yes. Who built it in the early 1920s, so I'm guessing it's coming up on its centennial if it hasn't already.
2: I didn't even know what we were doing, so I can't give any input on this.
0: Well,
1: that's okay. Uh, I guess you're the one for the ride. I normally am.
0: Did you know there's actually three versions of the legend of Sensiball Tunnel? I did.
1: I wanted to ask what your favorite version of the legend is. Um, I didn't know.
0: I don't know. I want to hope that he didn't go crazy and kill his family and that it was actually someone else. Yeah. It's more likely that. that he is the one to have done it.
1: Absolutely. And for those that don't know about the legend, uh, the three legends are the first one, which kind of popped up, was that he had invited a guest to come live with him. And when he found out the guest had started stealing family heirlooms and jewelry, he pulled a gun on the guy. And the guy took his baby, Sensible's baby, as a shield and ran towards the tunnel. And once escaping Sensible, he drowned the baby. Of course, the second more popular one is that Edward went crazy and massacred his family and left their bodies in the tunnel. And then they say that the third more realistic one is that since lived an old age, he never went crazy. His kids never died, but towards later life, teens would go into the tunnels and vandalize them and party and drink and stuff. And He didn't want it to be a haven for chaos, so he would hide on one end of the tunnel and uh, make weird, creepy noises and try and scare them out.
0: I well, like- it is vandalized, so that makes sense. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> vandalized.
2: I don't know which one y'all vote for. I think the most romantic one is the first one you told me, so
0: romantic not
2: romantic it's like the
0: most
2: you know easily store made into a story we've got enough of these lunatics going crazy and killing their family stories we need another heroic but failed one
1: absolutely and the third one is just kind of boring because i mean it seems the most natural
2: (laughs) it does i'm fine with the fanciful one i'll tell it to one of my smaller cousins
1: and we're we're here for the 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 scary side of things. we don't want the boring we want something that's kind of spooky a little bit
2: spooky or just downright hilarious because it's backwards that's always fun. Too. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: I also found where this person was interviewing someone else and she said that there was railroad tracks over the hill and there was an explosion when they were building it causing several workers to be killed and that they're buried in a nearby church parking lot with no grave markers and they say that their spirit also haunts the tunnel.
1: Well, I did not know that one actually and that's well, you know what? If that happens, then that would definitely make sense because if I got buried in an unmarked grave and <laughs> underneath a parking lot, I would be pissed off because I mean, I'm not getting any rest whatsoever. So, that that
2: especially on Sundays. Oh, Lord. If, yeah. you have, if you want to be murdered and stuck under a parking lot, you'd have to moved to someplace where the mob has a presence, perhaps, like New Jersey or somewhere. <laughs> That kind of thing, you know, where things like that are expected. There's a lot of bad things that happen in church parking lots, though.
1: Especially in the Bible Belt, it just gets swept under the rug. And that's, yeah. uh, that's the beauty of being down in the South, is there's a lot of truly haunting stories that people don't know about. That is true.
2: And you hear them, and half the time you don't know if they're true, but they don't really leave the community half the time either.
1: Exactly. They're told to us as kids to try and scare us to obedience and... Uh, Then we get older and we forget about them, but they they have a way of popping back up throughout time, so.
2: Yeah. And now that I'm, I don't have kids, but I have a little cousin I hang out with, like 10 years old. And I would love to remember some of the things I was told my dad, my grandpa, just so I could say the weird things and see if it spooked him.
1: That's kind of the thing, though. It's uh, a lot of the history that we learn where we grew up is, you know, passed down orally, so. That's true. So Beth, tell us some more about scary tunnels you've been to, or bridges.
0: Well, I haven't been to any except for that one. I just kind of had to yeah. search online.
1: Oh, yeah, that
2: happens a lot.
0: <laughs> As you know, people have experienced insensible Sensible Tunnel uh, hearing screams, loud noises, gunshots, seeing spirits, especially the shadow of a woman in the back seat of their car.
1: The crying I- of babies.
0: Yeah, the crying babies. I would have to tell that woman to get out of my car, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's said if you turn your car engine off while inside the tunnel... You'll hear the babies, women screaming, car won't restart, and some have said to have seen Edward in their mirror walking towards their car.
2: That would be the creepiest part. Yeah, It could be at my like hood bashing on it, and I wouldn't be as scared as if somebody was sneaking up behind my car through the mirror.
0: Also handprints yeah. on the cars.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I have heard of the handprint one, yeah.
0: And, of uh... course, the satanic rituals that have been performed in the tunnel as well.
1: It is definitely a local haunt, especially for high schoolers. Uh, I would say mainly high schoolers. Those are typically the people that go there or freshmen in college. It's always interesting hearing the stories. I remember the last time I went there was uh, prom night 2010, I believe. And we were definitely partaking in the smoking. And it was just a real creepy vibe that night. That's because you were smothered. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that 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 didn't help, but uh, I, I definitely felt more in tune to everything when I was out there that night. And I haven't been back since. <laughs> Do you ever want to go back? Um, you know, now that I'm older, I think you know it'd be cool to check it out with a, a different perspective. Having grown in life, you know, sometimes you go to places and they're not so scary, and sometimes you go back and you realize how horrifying they are. Yeah,
0: it's real horrifying when you have a car chasing you down.
1: That's... yeah that would be scary <laughs> are, are you sure with a real car and not a ghostly car
0: well it didn't vanish oh but
2: oh you don't know what it done once it got out of sight beth
0: well true
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't tell that car what it can and can't do <laughs> i don't go anywhere at night much anymore like even the fire tower it's a perfect time to because everything's so hot now you couldn't really you wouldn't want to walk up it i should go out more at night
1: i thought the, the world has changed so much and just the tenure that From like high school to where we're at now, I find that there's been a a rise in crime, even in smaller communities. So that makes going out to places like Ball Tunnel and, you know, fire towers, you never know who you're going to run into. And so I do caution people if they want to check out some of these local haunts is to go with a group of friends. Because whether or not you believe in ghosts or whatnot, people are not always the, the best. And they do like to lurk around some of these places where they know that younger people are going because it makes them an easy target so that's the worst kind that's half the reason i stopped going to fire tower in the middle of the day as well absolutely you just got to be a uh, cognizant of your surroundings and even if nothing bad happens that you don't run into anybody you got to go out there and you got to be safe anyways because when you go out to these abandoned places sometimes you know you've got Faulty construction because it was put together over 100 years ago. So there's like pipes and electrical and stuff that, you know, it it poses a hazard. So just use good judgment when you're visiting these places. Also, leave them in the condition you found them. Don't make them any worse.
0: Don't vandalize so that somebody has to be at the other end of the tunnel just to scream at you and scare you anyway. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I know
2: some of the places I've visited aren't safe. Even just the abandoned houses. Imagine what's falling from the ceiling on you when you're walking through. Yeah. The mold. The, the Asbestos. There's so much. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> the tunnels, that's particularly dangerous. At least asbestos oh, gives absolutely. you 15 years before you see the side effects of rock crushing. you was a whole different story.
1: Yeah, the thing is, you know, unless someone knows that you went to that location, you know, you're trapped inside of something that's hidden from like an easy access, such as the main road. So no one's going to care to check and see if you're okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you're
2: half the time anyway, you're out of a cell service. In these places,
1: oh, absolutely, yeah. especially in a tunnel. I mean, you gotta imagine that cell service isn't gonna get through, or that that signal is not going through that that concrete barrier. And we say that stuff
2: now because it makes sense to us. But when we were younger, it's like, okay, but I'll be fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> this... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when people would say, "When you're older, you'll understand." Yeah. And now I, I I'm don't like, realize. How am
0: I alive? Yeah. <laughs> how did I survive all the stupid stuff? That I did.
1: Oh, nice. I think that's the beauty of it, though. I mean, that's what really makes great stories. You know, it is. You look back, and sometimes maybe even the scary situation isn't where you're at, but kind of the disregard you have towards what you're doing. You know. Climbing a 100-foot fire tower on the edge of a cliff in the middle of the night with your best friend in that moment, the thrill is pretty scary because it's wobbling in the wind. But when you look back, you're like, good Lord, I really could have died up there.
2: Yeah. As you go into the daytime and realize where you were, or even if you do it at daytime, it's just terrifying. When you get up there, the worst case scenario, other than falling and dying, is getting up there and not being able to get back down. That would be oh, me. absolutely. Because that would have, yeah.
0: That would be me. I would get to a certain point I would freeze once I realized what I was doing and where I was at. And then somebody would have to come and get me because I would not be moving. Well, my wife and I,
1: back at the beginning of summer in June, we drove out of Main Town. It took us 15 miles down a dirt road onto someone's property. And then it bordered on a national park. And so they let us open the gate and drive through. And then we drove another two miles even further into the middle of nowhere. And there was a, an old fire tower and this thing was rickety i made it maybe halfway up the tower three qu- or like two quarters of the way up the tower and she made it even further than i did but i made it up and i locked up i said i can't do this because it felt like the higher we were going the more narrow the tower became the wind was blowing through it was shaky and i was just like if one of us falls we are done for because the closest hospital was probably like a 30 to 40 minute drive and having to get through all that back roads to get up to us and then get back, you know.
2: If you made it through the fall, you wouldn't make it to the hospital. Uh, Exactly, and that's how a lot of these locations are. That's why they're abandoned and people like to visit, though. Half the, like you said before, half the interest or the uh, mystique, I guess, behind it all.
1: And it's the same way with going to, like, an abandoned bridge or an abandoned uh, tunnel because, you know, there's an inherent risk involved in going to these places. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so fun it would be just another activity, but you just gotta, you gotta use caution. You gotta also do your research, figure out where you're going before you just jump in the car and go. Yeah.
0: Did you ever go to the swinging bridge in Mendota?
1: No, I was actually going to bring that up. I know that you guys used to stay near there, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I always had it as a little hangout, go to chill out spot.
1: There's like
2: three of them. Yeah. There's fewer now. Well, the
0: one I'm talking about, you used to be able to cross it and it was just fine. Anyway, there came this big flood and there was this sign that blocked it off. I decided to climb over the sign and try to cross it again like I always did. And then I went to the very end and realized it was coming apart from the flood. It was coming apart and that's why they had the sign. So I rushed back to the other end.
1: I bet your hunter was racing.
0: Oh yeah, because it was still kind of flooding. Like the water had went down, but there was a whole tree that had knocked into the bridge on the other side. Just saying, you can no longer cross that bridge. That's they see. never fixed it.
1: Uh, uh, that's that's the problem with a lot of the the places that you want to go that are abandoned that are allegedly haunted. You know, uh, as more and more people move down to the south and move into smaller towns. Uh, a lot of these properties are now being converted into commercial properties, and we're losing a piece of history that I, I find is rather important, you know? Yeah, the small town haunting. What is the word? Am I, I call it a small town haunting,
2: yeah. Yeah, okay. I was thinking it sounded right, but it also sounded wrong. It's where the kids go to haunt.
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a part of our, our growing up. It's like a rite of passage, you know? When you're finally a big kid and you're uh, traveling out into the world and you visit your first haunting spot. I mean, it's a, it's a memory you make with friends.
2: I miss mine. I think back on them and I, all the stuff I used to do and, and I don't hang out with half those
1: people anymore, you know? More than half. Most of them exactly. are just not around me. Yeah. Life happens. We all get pulled in different directions. But you know, those little moments where we're at a location, and uh, a sense, was all forever because we were there. Yeah.
2: I know how the feeling is. I pass places all the time. I feel like a grandpa. Like when I ride around with my grandpa and he would tell me about things he used to do when he was younger in places. And I was like, now I drive by and I'm like, yeah, if I had somebody sitting here, I would tell that story right now.
0: That's kind of sad that you don't have somebody sitting there to tell a story.
1: They moved out. <laughs> Maybe you should get a dog. Maybe. I will say one thing about growing up near the Appalachians is... Uh, there's a lot of really cool places to check out, not just in Southwestern Virginia, but you know, in Kentucky and Eastern Tennessee, uh, West Virginia, there are a lot of really creepy places. uh, If you, Oh, absolutely. I imagine because you got all these coal mines and all these old buildings that were built and just like the stories that are involved and the mental asylums that, Scatter across the land. It's just a it's rather fascinating stuff. I have like a day and a half road
2: trip planned on Google Maps all around West Virginia. And go to Point Pleasant to see the Mothman. I'm going there September 17th with my aunt on a. To, are, are you to, going to the
1: festival?
2: Yeah. She invited me. I'm always mentioning it. And then she finally Googled it. She remembers when the bridge collapsed. And then she was Googling it after I mentioned going there once and realized how close it was to her.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the bridge collapsed. The people said they thought they saw the Mothman on the bridge, and that is September 17th. I might actually make that trip as well.
2: Oh, I'll let you know where we are. Uh, if you would like to see us while we're there, we well, should I'm be going.
0: glad I'm getting invited.
2: Uh, you know, Kathy would happily take you. <laughs> you just got to tell us if you want to go.
1: You should go best because Mothman is worth it. Yeah, me and her and made the first thing. trip. Another Another bridge story for you. We 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 already crossed that bridge. We, cross, we did cross that. I mean,
0: we went to Ohio just because I wanted to cross that bridge.
2: She said, "I've never been in Ohio."
1: <laughs> we just crossed the bridge into Ohio. And,
0: left, and I left.
1: There you go.
0: Some man was harassing me at the gas station as well while I was trying to pump my gas. Oh, so good Lord. I just as, turned as around and we, left.
2: As soon as we crossed into Ohio, <laughs> she said, "Well, we won't come back here." Uh, Absolutely
0: ridiculous. It really is. I'm just trying to pump my gas so I
2: can go home. It was already like 1030 at night. We just decided to go in the middle of the day and didn't realize how long we would actually be on the road. And then we got to Point Pleasant. Everything was closed and it was dark. And so we took a picture in front of the Mothman statue, drove across the bridge, came home after driving through Huntington. And then we got back here. She drove us off the interstate, by the way, like at speed. She thought it was a. She thought the exit was a was actually a turn, and instead of going straight like she should have, she just took off the exit and straight into what was essentially a trailer park on the side of the interstate. Yeah, we had to sleep.
0: Very <laughs> creepy wooded area.
2: <laughs> that was the creepiest thing, actually, about the whole mothman experience was the emergency <laughs> exit we took.
0: The so, nah, <laughs> it wasn't even an emergency i think i was just tired at that point well i knew us i said where are you going
2: what are we doing and she was just she had to slow down she didn't know she was That's on the exit
1: <laughs> i was tar- them betty you're not driving
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: but yeah well guys i do believe this is uh, all the time i have for today it's been a great time talking to you anything you people want yeah. to advise you i don't know how many people listen to this you if you are interested in finding some of my work, whether it's music or acting, or you just want to talk about some real creepy places in, uh, Southwestern Virginia or East Tennessee, feel free to reach out at Mark Aaron official on Instagram. I'd be happy to talk to you. And as always, it's a pleasure again to catch up with both of you. And, uh, I love this podcast. So. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Happy awesome. to have you anytime. Well, I look forward to doing more episodes, hopefully in the future. And, uh, to- Let's stay in touch. All righty. Well, it's been a pleasure it's having you.
0: Been nice hearing from you. Yeah. I enjoyed our like talk. I've... Now I'm going to cover the Bunnyman Bridge.
2: Since we did leave off from bridges, I guess, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: It's located in Clifton, Virginia. Oh, and Central Ball Tunnel is actually located in Kingsport, Tennessee, because I don't know if that part got mentioned.
2: We right. didn't even mention it. Yeah. <laughs> we, this was an unhinged episode. I got it was distracted not... so badly earlier today.
0: Yeah. And I've been out of it for over a week now so this is just bear with us he's gonna think
2: we're the like the worst hosts ever (laughs) (laughs) uh we are so sorry
0: it's okay i I, haven't felt the best so doing the best i can i'm apologizing
2: to mark not to you oh okay go on (laughs) okay then i have no reason to apologize to you i've been doing good Bunny
0: Man Bridge's real name is Colchester Overpass? What a name. Yeah. It's said that there are over 50 versions of the Bunny Man legend.
2: Okay. Is it good? Is it is a good legend? It's like not depressing?
0: I did not write down all 50 legends. So I don't know. I didn't get to see all 50 legends. The most of what I saw is what I wrote down. One of them is a group of convicts escaped when the bus transferring them crashed. Most were found dead, were recovered, but two escaped. Not long after the body of one of the two convicts was found hanging from the overpass, and he had a note attached, signed, The Bunny Man. That's eerie. He would hang half-eaten rabbits.
2: Okay, I mean, I've seen <laughs> people do that in TV, that's not so odd. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Half-eaten rabbits began to be found hanging in the trees near the area. The killer was cornered, but hit by a train before they could capture him. It's said that one year on Halloween, he confronted some kids hanging out near the bridge. He killed them and hung them on the bridge next to the half-eaten dead rabbit.
2: Oh my goodness, I've heard of this. I think it's even showed up in video games. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I'm pretty sure it has. The second legend is prisoners of a nearby insane asylum escaped and is said to have attacked people with an axe or hatchet. The attacks are said to have happened at midnight on Halloween at the bridge.
2: Oh. Well, I was at a fire tower on Halloween on midnight and did nothing but almost walked off a cliff.
0: I would have started your ghost story.
2: You would have done it. You'd have been like, oh, he haunts this place. Oh, I hope I was a good haunt.
0: Uh, he just shoves everybody off the cliff.
2: Yes, don't get near the cliff, children. You can go visit the fire tower because we know you're going to anyway, but don't get near the cliff. I would be a warning.
0: There's also reports in the 1970s of a crazed man in a white outfit, which could have been a bunny costume or a KKK outfit. It said that he would harass and threaten people for trespassing on his property. He's said to begin throwing hatchets, and nobody was convicted of this. Uh-huh. But it could be the source of how the Bunny Man story became. Okay. To be. Burke, Virginia Air Force Academy Cadet Robert Bennett reported to police that a man in a white bunny suit yelled at him and his <laughs> fiance for being parked on private property. Can you imagine someone coming up and saying that?
2: Oh, no. Imagine uh, saying it, but imagine it happening to you. I'm looking at my grandma's white furry jacket that I use as a sound barrier in this room, and you were talking about a white bunny suit, and I'm like, all I need to do is put this it's on. It's
0: probably made out of a bunny or bunny.
2: I don't know. It's, Multiple bunnies. It, she liked it, though. i got a lot of pictures of her wearing it.
0: Yeah. He said that the guy yelled that he had their tag number and then threw a hatchet through their car window and then skipped into the bushes.
2: <laughs> Imagine following that police report. Uh, oh, I'd love to see it.
0: Two weeks after Bennett's report on the same road, another rabbit showed up and was vandalizing a new and unoccupied house.
2: Are you kidding?
0: He was taking an axe to the front column. Phillips, a security guard for the construction company, reported that a bunny man said, All you people trespass around here.
2: Bunny man. Where did this guy come
0: from? (laughs) The rabbit man threatened to bust his head open as he tried to talk to him to calm him down. Oh. The bunny man was gone by the time Phillips went to get a handgun.
2: Uh Uh-huh. He needs to get a hunting dog is what he needs. (laughs) A beagle. Sick the beagles on him. (laughs) He's like the thing that gives furries a bad name. So you need, like, the counter-furry, the the beagle furry, to come out and confront him. What's a furry? The people who dress as furry things. Like, furries. You have to see them on TikTok or somewhere.
0: I thought they just did that for
2: TikTok. I mean, it isn't a sex thing. I mean, most of it ain't.
0: So why do they do it?
2: Because they like to be furry and hang out with each other. Like... Groups and groups and conventions of people dressed in okay. furry outfits. Sure, go for it. They look that's like that's what you blinks, want to do. Cats, dogs, uh, I I don't know, dragons. I've seen a lot of furry
0: dragons. Uh, not furry.
2: No, but they do make furry looking dragons uh, costumes for folks. These things cost in the thousands of dollars. Oh it's, no, it's a lifestyle you choose.
0: I mean, if that's what makes them happy, go. I mean, for I don't it, know if they
2: choose I mean, it. I don't want to assume. Maybe they just had the calling. I don't know.
0: Someone who called himself Axeman called the construction company King Park West Subdivision and accused them of dumping tree limbs and construction debris on his property after this whole incident. Yeah. One theory is that a young man saw his rural farming community of Fairfax was being changed so much and he decided to try to scare people away.
2: Yeah, you get him.
0: With a hatchet or axe while wearing a bunny suit.
2: Okay, that's a little bit (laughs) excessive.
0: Where did this idea come from? I don't know why a bunny would be so scary. Where I haven't felt well since I got back from vacation, my throat is starting to bother me, so we're going to make this a two-part.
2: What's the next part about?
0: More haunted bridges. Okay. Probably more bridges. If I can find some tunnels to throw in there, I will definitely do that, but probably just bridges from what I can find. Alrighty. I have an email if you would like to contact me for... Ideas for future episodes, or if I've made a mistake and you want to respectfully let me know, the email is horrifichistory.hauntings at dot com. also have a Pinterest. It's horrific history and hauntings as well. And I've got a few things saved on it that are interesting or some good pictures to look at Okay, based on the episodes, obviously, not of me.
2: Yes, I understand. She's done some self-portraits that she wants you all to look at.
0: No, I'm not drought. <laughs> no.
2: Our cousin, you should find his socials and follow him. He's a lot better than he, we are at this.
0: Yes, he's a yeah. lot better, more interesting.
2: Yeah. Like I said, he gave his information earlier in the episode. And if you got this far, you bound to have heard it. We have a podcasting network this whole thing is part of. It's called Gruesome Gaming Group. You can find us at Gruesome Gaming G on Twitter or X, I guess is what it's called now. You can zeet at us is what it's called or tweet at us on that. We have a TikTok by the same name, Gruesome Gaming G. Also, I think we have a—I know we have a Threads account under Gruesome Gaming G one. What's a Threads account? Threads is like Instagram's Twitter. They made a new app, and it's—it's it's so close to Twitter to Instru- that Twitter has sued them. Hmm. And but it's ran by Meta, so even it, Elon can't stop that. You need to—you need to try it. It's really good. It's simpler too. We have two other podcasts on the network. One is called Leveling Duo. It's a podcast where my friend Dakota and I talk about video games that have made us what we are today or things that we're just enjoying at the moment. Sometimes we cover tabletop role-playing games, which also leads us to Brother Knows Quest, another podcast I do with my sister over here, Beth. Yeah, it's where I take a random tabletop role-playing game off my shelf and take it to my sister, tell her about it, some of the setting, maybe some of the characters you can play as, see if she likes it, and she tells me what she thinks about it at the end. I'll leave a link to all that in the description of this episode. Also, if you want to leave a review on our podcast, feel free to do that. We would never ask for it until the last two episodes. And now I realize we haven't been asking for reviews. Please leave reviews, even if they're bad ones, I guess. Um, it'll let us know what's wrong. We'll try to fix it. If we do that, you can update it, I guess. Again, we appreciate our cousin coming on to talk to us. I've been Rami.
0: And I'm Beth.
2: Thank you for listening to Horrific History and Hauntings. Bye-bye.